You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can be anywhere in the world. Your ear can be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, John Summer Sports Scott Hickman, with another episode of Locked on Texans, your daily Texans talk and news update, where you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, which is my favorite, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, along with you can argue that sports.com. Taco Tuesday. So whatever you're doing right now for lunch, you should have a taco. For dinner, you should have a taco. And if you are Laramie Tunsil, well, you may be able to afford a whole stable of tacos considering you are up and due for a new contract. We talked about that a little bit yesterday, how uh, who's really more important to getting the deal done first? Is it Laramie? Is it Deshaun? Do you want to lock up Laramie before he hits free agency? Do you want to get and beat Deshaun Watson to the free agent quarterback market reset, which one would you rather prefer? And I was on the side of, well, you don't want to trade two first-round picks for no reason, right? Because honestly, if I'm Laramie Tunsil, I hold the leverage right now when it, when I look at what Houston should do, and let's get the deal done. And if you don't want to get the deal done now, if you do not want to make me the highest paid tackle offensive lineman in the league, well, uh, I can walk and then you will be stuck back to back years with no first round picks. And so with that being said, you know, I talked about how mentioned that Laramie Tunsil wants to be around the 19 to 20 million dollar per year range, which is right above Lane Johnson who is currently the top-paid tackle in the league at $72 million. That includes a $55.845 million guarantee and averages $18 million per year. Well, why am I bringing this up again? Laramie Tunsil is hiring new agents as he seeks contract extension. So that is going to be a little bit uh, uh, what we're going to discuss today and just kind of play around a little bit more with the numbers the Texans have with their cap and how this deal, Lamry Tunsil deal, will eventually affect whether or not we will see DJ Reader back in Houston, which I've been looming to thinking of my thinking, my thought rather. I don't think he is going to return back in Houston uh, simply because they can't afford him. And there are a few reasons why they can't afford him and why this deal will not get done. So I'm excited to discuss that. And also your star quarterback is also – uh, he's been mentioned on a star HBO show, one of my favorite shows right now. I mean, I, 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 I crack up laughing every time I watch this show with the legendary Larry David on HBO, Kirby Enthusiasm. He has some things to say. So before we even kind of just get into all of the fun stuff towards the end of the show, right now, Larry Tunsil seeking a new agent as he seeks a new uh, contract extension. 
What do we know right now? What are the facts? Right now, we know that Laramie Tunsil is no longer represented by Creative Artists Agency, according to the NFL Players Association records. CAA, Creative Artists Agency, had been his agent since he was drafted in 2016 uh, with the number 13 overall pick by Miami. Tunsil has set to hire a new agent and is contemplating his options, which could include a non-traditional path followed by Chargers offensive tackle Russell Okong operating as his own agent while having a group of advisors assist him. The Texans and Tunsil hasn't had open negotiation towards a long-term contract extension at this time, but they are, ex- they are expected to get that deal done at some point. Tunsil is a Pro Bowl selection last season, could become the highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL uh, to top, like I said earlier, Lane Johnson's $72 million contract. And lastly, we know that Tunsil is entering uh, the final year of his rookie contract with a current $10.35 million base for 2020. Why is this deal done? Why is getting this deal done so important? Well, before I even get to that, because I already talked about that yesterday, but the move for Tunsil to represent himself, I think, for what I think is smart in his case. Uh, whether it's smart when Russell O'Kong did it, uh, you could, you can, you can, you can make a, a a case that no, it wasn't necessarily that smart. However, it's not like we have not seen players win before when representing them themselves, i.e., Richard Sherman, 49ers, That contract he. Uh, worked out and agreed to. He represented his own self, and he came out victorious. And he also had that Twitter day where he was just blasting everybody, right? You said I wouldn't be able to do it. You said I wouldn't be able to do it. I remember this, retweets, retweets, whatever. In Tunsil case, of all of the examples, past examples, that we've seen of players representing themselves, I think Tunsil is the biggest no-brainer to do so. I mean, why? Uh, Texans, you have to get the deal done. You mortgaged off your future, and where, where are you going to go now? Right? I can play this year, sign in free agency next year, but you don't have a first-round pick to go get alignment. And we know it's very difficult to get elite offensive linemen. Very difficult. So that's big news. The bigger news is just figuring out, if he's going to stay there with himself, represent himself, or actually go ahead and get a whole new uh, agency team to represent him. I like for Tunsil, in his case, I like him representing himself. Makes more sense than any other player before because I hold the leverage. If this was a 50-50, 55-45, uh, 60-40 split between team and player with the team holding most of the power, then... Tunsil, you got to go out and get some agents. You got to go out and get some guys that know how to work and get the deal done. For one, I think the $19 million is definitely what's going to get done. And right now, this year, the cap is $41 million, but his contract would not take an effect until next year. And another reason why he has the leverage, well, 62 sacks from last year, 44 this year. Tunsil only allowed... Three of those sacks this last season had an 89.9 passing block grade, according to Pro Football Focus. That ranked him second in the NFL behind who I think was the best left tackle last year, uh, Baltimore's Ronnie Stanley. 
Uh, he also ranked first in the NFL with penalties. Now, that is where a team can say, well, if we are going to give you this contract, 18 and a half, 19 to $20 million, if we're going to make you the highest paid left tackle in the league, there will be a lot of incentives in your contract. 18 penalties uh, and a dozen false starts has to come down. The Texans want to be proactive. We know that about negotiating a long-term contract extension for players like Tunsil and Watson and Zach Cunningham. And Bill O'Brien has literally said he wants them to be Texans for the rest of their careers. Need them around. And I think his performance as a coach and GM now, your first official at the beginning of the offseason, because as we know, Brian Gaines was GM last offseason as it kicked off. But officially the GM in the beginning of the offseason, there's a lot riding on the respect around the league with your counterparts. You got to get this deal done now. Uh, Tunsil representing himself, I think, for his case, because there hasn't been a bigger no-brainer example in the past. Yes, I mentioned Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman gambled on himself, and really all of these guys gamble on themselves. The moment you step into the NFL field, especially when you dominate and you go into your first contract extension, no matter if you're with a group or not, you're gambling on yourself. But when guys represent, represent themselves, they are truly gambling on themselves. For Richard Sherman, it just so happened to work out perfectly because people forgot how great of a cornerback he was, that he is, rather, and he balled out. For a guy like Laramie Tunsil, I also think when you come into an organization like the Texans who gave up 62 sacks the year before you, they also have the record. I think they still have the record standing for the most sacks given up in a two-year span when you had David Carr there. And you haven't had a, a Pro Bowl, All-Pro tackle since... Dwayne Brown, hey, guys, uh, I need my money now. I need my bag now. But you know who also needs their bag, DJ Reader, and why I don't believe the Texans will give it to him because, hey, scared money don't make no money. It ain't a lot of money to go around. So as all sites set to Laramie Tunsil getting paid, this offseason, big time. I mean, when you make around $19, $20 million, can I have some? Can you buy me some tacos on a couple Tuesdays this week when you got you get off early practice or whatever the case is after a Monday game and you are chilling? Can I get some tacos on my Tuesday? Larry Tunsil will be able to afford Tunsil Taco Tuesdays. But, however, uh, one Texas player who will also be able to afford it at some point, it just won't be with Houston, I believe, DJ Reader. Now, I've talked about this, man. I, I, with all that went on last year, J.J. Watt going down, which led to the decrease in production with Whitney Merciless, which led to Jacob Martin being an unsung hero at one point, the, the turnover, the defense issues, and the whole nine. I've been on the reader train. I really want him to return back in Houston. And... The 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 biggest thing behind it is why he won't return back to Houston, which very interesting article um, by Mark Lane of the Texas Wire. Shout out to Mark Lane. He broke it down, right? And the very first thing that he wrote, I agree with off the top. The Texans should have got this deal done last year. 
maybe their thinking was, okay, what we'll do is see how he will, you know, we picked up his, his, his option last year. We'll see exactly what Rita does this year. And it just so happens whenever you are in that contract year, that big year that you are demanding that money, players normally, nine times out of ten, go out and ball out. Interim GM Chris Olsen and Reader, Reader's agent could not strike a deal that should have gotten done last year when Brian Gain was still the GM. Just a little history behind it, Reader's agent and the Texas Senior Vice President of Football Administration, Chris Olsen, who was serving as the interim GM last year, who was also the club's resident capologist, could not come to an agreement on the contract extension in 2019. That was also around the same time the club reached extensions with center Nick Martin and outside linebacker uh, Whitney Merciless before Olsen was fired in January. That reader deal should have been right around there. That's the core. You, you make sure you keep Nick Martin, right? Phenomenal center. I think he is underrated as a center. Does a great job. Of course, you want to go ahead and uh, keep Merciless, who those first five to six games teared it up. But... Rita also should have been taken care of around November, December, especially when you know, considering uh, there's a possibility you can lose him in free agency. Houston will also not tag DJ Reader. If they tag Reader, that could cost the franchise uh, in 2020 $15.5 million. The Texans could also use the uh, transition tag, but that would cost them uh, $12.3 million in 2020 that will take up their salary cap space. Houston will more than likely not use any of their tags on DJ Reader. Reader's salary is higher than the Texans would like to pay. And you know what? Let's just call it what it is. Right now, the Texans are being cheap. I can't blame them because $15.5 million on a franchise, $12.3 million on a transitional. You can use that money in other areas to boost your team. There are free agents out there right now that you can bring in on cheaper rates and improve your team, and that's just what it is. Normally, I would hate to call a spade a spade, uh, but in this case, a spade is not really being a spade in a sense. They are being cheap with reading. $15.5 million for a franchise, $12.3 for a transitional, but they're being cheap with good reason. You can break down that money and use it in other areas. Bring in other inside defensive linemen. Bring in some talent at the DN position. Uh, maybe you can use that to maybe bring back Vernon Hargraves. If you don't uh, bring in guys in free agency that you would like to bring, bring Vernon back if he would like so at a cheaper rate. So you can use that money in other areas of this team. And quite frankly, uh, and I really like this article by Mark Lane, which is why I wanted to discuss it. The number one position that they are really prioritizing, cornerback, the secondary, and edge rusher. Those are the biggest areas of the team last year where the Texans failed themselves. Getting consistent pass rush and, honestly, not getting burnt on the back end. So, as good as Reader was last year, he was good on the inside. He's a nose tackle. You can slide him out in the three technique at times, but he is more efficient in the A-gap. That's where he dominates. And you just resigned Brandon Dunn with the intention to replace Reader in that gap, in that A gap, right up the middle, and feel the other voice on that defensive front. 
There's also rumors that the Broncos will be uh, looking to bring Rita in and use him for his services, which is funny because if you guys don't have Google Assistant, go ahead and get that download. It's very helpful. Google what time is it. Google what the weather is today. And Google, let me get some news. That's where you can get some of the Texas news where I spoke about how the Texans are looking and are interested in bringing in Chris Harris Jr., a guy who they tried to trade for before the trade deadline uh, this past season, during the season on October 29th, he will be a free agent this year, and the team will allow him to hit the free agent market, which means he probably will not return back to Denver. So those are some of the reasons why uh, DJ Reader will not return. Texans are prioritizing other positions over his position, which means he's not a priority. They are uh, understanding that they are, you know, being cheap, but with good reason because the money that they can use on a franchise tag, that 15 and a half, or the money that they will use on their transition, which will be 12.3, that can be allocated to other areas of that defense. The Texans are their best when they are getting stops and then allowing Deshaun Watson and that offense to work their magic. Edge rusher, a priority over DJ Reader. Secondary, a priority over DJ Reader. And the biggest key is Brandon Dunn just re-signed for three years, $12 million, with the likelihood to replace DJ Reader in the middle. Uh, So, of course, this is just my opinion. This is just what I believe will happen. And day in and day out, week in and week out, rather, free agency hits in three weeks from there, we'll see the top of the Texans priority list and who they want to bring in and who they are okay with shipping out. So New York has a laundry list of problems, right? Uh, First and foremost on that list, they're pissed off that the cheating they do didn't win them a World Series, okay? Can I just say something really quick? There's a team that used Apple Watches, Joe Girardi was caught and at the last split second changed what he was saying about sending signs. The MLB is built on cheating. Get over it. Teams are mad. The cheating you did didn't work like the cheating, the so-called cheating the Houston Astros did. And by the way, nobody wants to bring up how those baseballs were juiced in that World Series. So you're mad, the New York Yankees are mad, and everybody in New York is mad, and then you have uh, the New York Knicks who just can't get anything right. Draft picks are not falling your way. You're missing out on Zion. You can't get Kyrie or KD. Nobody wants to play for your organization. You go ahead and you sign seven power forwards in the free agency. You're messing up careers. Kevin Knox looks like a a, a nobody right now. You're, You're kicking out former players, and now Spike Lee is banned from a game. And then you have Larry David, an avid Jets fan who is frustrated that the AFC East New York Jets franchise decided not to take Deshaun Watson in the first round of the 2017 draft. I just wanted to end the show off on like this because it's Houston versus everybody. That's the same draft that the Jets drafted LSU safety Jamal Adams, one of the top defensive backs in the NFL right now uh, with the sixth overall pick. Six picks later, the Houston Texans 
Rick Smith's last deed before he left and took a leave of absence. Rest in peace to Mama Smith. Drafted up to go ahead and get the national champion, Deshaun Watson. During the latest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which right now, man, I, I love that show. I mean, Larry David is a genius at comedy. The way he writes out shows dating back to Seinfeld, which is my favorite sitcom of all time. He's a genius. David went ahead and referenced the Jets opting to pass on Watson during a conversation with the widow of a friend named Carl, an extremely emotional Jets fan that committed suicide. While talking with the fan's widow, played by actress Jane Krakowski, David and her David went on a smooth rant about the Jets screwing up. The Jets ruined our marriage, the widow said. I couldn't stand to be around him. We had to paint our room green. One night he just woke up and yelled, Watson. I love the fact that Larry David, who's been a Jets fan his whole life, he's sick of it. He's sick of it. But guess who's happy? The city of Houston. Because you guys are miserable. You're stuck with Sam Darnold. Who, at some point, I think Sam Darnold could be all right. I think he can be decent. Uh, but... Even Larry David wanted Deshaun Watson. The state of New York is just in disarray right now, and that's how I'm going to end the show. Shout out to the Astros. Do it for the H. All you, all you haters out there mad at the Astros for doing what they do, get over it. You're just mad your team cheating didn't work. And we're still the 2017 MLB champions. Word from the wise. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what I want to say. It could be better. You could also be from New York, but instead you are from the city of Houston or the surrounding area. You know how we get down. Until next time, peace. Enjoy tacos. You are locked on Texas. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.